It's almost like we never left. Who the fuck are you people? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing in my home? Get out of here. <laughs> Calling the cops. Bunch of strangers broke in, made me order food, and we talked about banging. <laughs> They've done it for over a year now. They just keep showing up and keep robbing me. I keep trying to kill them, and they won't leave me alone. <laughs> they keep banging me. And all they say is, well, we're not dead yet. See you next week. I mean, you can't say it's not true. Just for that, I'm going to make sure to kill at least one of you this time. Good luck. Well, it was good knowing you, Galdrin. This is your story. One, two, three, not it. <laughs> <laughs> No, we just have to make it hurt as much as possible. No, see, that's that's going to be the, the true ending. Is just like Galdrian sitting alone on an unpopulated planet. <laughs> nobody. Nobody to hear his music. And then he's just going to sit there and just be like, oh, finally, and let one rip. <laughs> I, I, pretty I, dainty uh, elf. He's like, <laughs> looks over his shoulders, and now I will play the best horn. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. <laughs> so you, are you finally good or did you move on to a different game no I'm good okay so speaking of people being dead you're all ghosts no papers thank you very much <laughs> oh wait yeah that was, that was the sorry hold on let me I just gotta scratch out all my campaign notes because we already did ghosts uh no, so, uh, you know, welcome back to the Average Adventuring Party podcast, where shit happens, people die. You sponsor F-bombs? You sponsor F-bombs, yeah. 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 We have no F-bombs, do yeah. we? We don't have any F-bombs this time. Well, that fucking sucks. So, you know what? <laughs> F-bombs to all the people that aren't buying F-bombs. Yeah, this, this one's on the house. <laughs> Fuck you. For $5. We can I'll fuck that you for five dollars. <laughs> we we can unfuck you if you join our Patreon. You heard it here, folks. I will fuck you for five dollars. <laughs> you heard it here. We will unfuck you for more. <laughs> I I have said repeatedly. I want one of our patron tiers to be send us your best players dice, and we will fuck them up with bad juju and send them back. <laughs> we have that power. Yes, if we do. If you heard us rolling, we will. Fuck the hell out of those dice. Uh, no, especially me. If, if my last few encounters are any indication, I cannot roll above a three. He hasn't noticed those dice have been switched out yet. <laughs> and Steve's over there. She's like microwaving my dice to, <laughs> to unbalance them. I know, I'm just filing off all the, all the double-digit numbers. Who do the voodoo? So, yeah. You do? <laughs> It's, uh, you know, it's been a couple weeks for us. Yeah. Uh, nothing nothing is changing for you, the listener. But, uh, you know. You know, that's the great thing is, you know, we take breaks and we come back and we're all rusty as hell. And the listeners hear this nice, smooth progression. And then we're like, ah, 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 twitch, 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 bad, bad, bad. And then we're like, okay, we're settled again. And then... Yeah, like, yeah, what you guys didn't see was the two hours preceding this recording session, us <laughs> trying to figure out how the hell the system works again. Because, uh, you know, at any time I'm working on four systems and we haven't played in a month and a half. and We've played different systems. We've played different yes, systems. Yeah. 
because none of us felt like recording. So uh, hopefully nothing's changed for you, and you guys have just finished the uh, the wonderful world of, of Iacus mm-hmm. and his ark. Yeah. He had an ark? Like, well, I had a jacket, a covenant, and now I don't. Without so a jacket. <laughs> or a hat! Yeah. Or do you get the Iacus hat back? and the ark of the covenant? No. 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 <laughs> Hold on. Wait, maybe. <laughs> this is this was in my notes the whole time. Uh, no. So normally I would I would ask for a recap, but that guy's not important. Cool. We're, we're done. He's dead. Whatever. Move on. Uh, Spoilers, yo. Maybe they jumped around. Maybe they're just joining us now. Maybe they just want to hear Gowdrin's story. In which case, he still has his jacket. <laughs> <laughs> it is really Schrodinger's jacket at this point. <laughs> Maybe they're just here for the sexy, sexy elf. That's what I just said. No, Arditz is last. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that resting bitch face really does it for a lot of people. You know, quite honestly, (laughs) you'd be surprised. I mean, I've seen our metrics. That's what you said when I drew the picture. Yeah. Do that, but bitchier. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, so, actually. Kind of moving forward, I, I won't say this every time, but uh, you know, there's that old saying about never split the party. Well, I was a, a dumbass during the the end of season two, and I split the party not one, two, or three ways, but technically five ways. Um, you did this to yourself. I did this to myself. Well, so, if we had rolled better, yeah. If you guys had rolled a little better, maybe it would have been different. But uh, so Iacus was our first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that he's dead and gone, we don't have to worry about him anymore. Emotional damage. Uh, he is gross beef. So, just so you, you the listeners, know where we're where we're coming at, coming from. We're going to, or both, whatever. <laughs> we're coming from and at. Um, and on. And, and you know where, when. How? At least, if nothing else. How did this get behind my ears? ears? <laughs> you, you heard it. Average venture party coming at your ears. Um, oh, I need to make a sticker of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it'll be, but that's, that's, it's got to be something. Anyway. Headphones. Is that a hair gel? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, provided, you know, Things don't go catastrophically wrong. We're, we've broken season three up into um, basically an arc for each of the main characters that you guys have encountered thus far. So having said that, we're not going to have a recap of what happened in Iacus's, uh adventure. Go listen to it. Yeah, just go listen to it. You know what? Actually, just go listen to all of them. From the beginning, episode one, start there. No, start at like episode three. It gets better. It doesn't. The audio gets better. Yeah, okay, the audio gets better. Yeah, okay. when we accidentally didn't use the USB microphone and just used <laughs> the, uh, the fucking onboard laptop microphone and the sound quality improved. And I Consider this an anti-endorsement for uh, that that fucking blue microphone. I think uh, but it made episode it... 10 is when we started really kind of getting comfortable Episode 10 is when the shit went down. <laughs> Listen, technically, you could jump on at any point. That's but, what she said? 
that, hey, listen, I don't judge. Just saying, if you're going to jump on, jump on multiple times starting at the beginning. Yes. Listen to it all. Yeah. Multiple times. Yes. You don't even have to have a like a refractory period or anything. You can listen to one episode right after the other, right after the other. That'd take too long. You need... Uh, you know, honestly, uh, uh, listen to like three episodes at once. And and I'll, I'll say this, and this will be my probably last non-podcast specific thing. Uh, I listen to podcasts at a time and a quarter speed because it doesn't really alter the the quality at all, but it lets me get in one extra podcast for the price of three. So when, when I'm listening to, you know, I pick up a new feed and it's got 700,000 episodes because they've been going for 40 years, I can listen to them in... A relatively decent amount of time. Hmm. Pro tip. When you're in like 30 fucking episodes into our show. Ha ha. I'm trying Where to think. we were at. Around there. Were we still in Weird Swift around 30? Oh, somebody was. I think Weird Swift was into some of y'all around that time. <laughs> yeah. Good time. So speaking of her yeah. favorite her favorite people. Let's, uh, let's talk about Galdry and you guys. Galdrian's favorite topic? Okay. <laughs> no. No, Galdrian is not nearly that self-obsessed. He's, uh, He's a little narcissistic, but not much. And, and most of it is, quite honestly, earned. Yeah, Galdrian knows he's pretty, but he also f- sees what he likes in other people, too. Mostly himself. He likes <laughs> to see himself in other people. He just likes um, the upkeep. So, uh... When we last saw Galdrian, there was a small explosion. Um, And by small, I mean continent shaking, uh, mountain breaking, fling him a thousand miles into a desert size explosion. Uh, He has had a rough time of it since then. Mostly because <clears throat> when he was found, he was found by um, this creature. And Steph, if you want to describe ha- s- said creature. You might have to help jog my memory on this. This is very, very tall uh, elemental woman. We assume anyway. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, wasn't she yellow? She was. Yeah, help me out here. Let me see. So I'll, I'll, yeah, you I'll, give, you, I'll give you a hand here. Since you made her. <laughs> yeah. So she is uh, particularly tall and lanky. She's about nine foot tall. Giant woman. <laughs> uh, and she is dark saffron colored. Okay. Yeah. I knew yellow. Um, unlike most people, she has four arms, uh, each of which has a gigantic silver bracer, probably somewhere in the size of the average person's head. <laughs> Because nine foot tall. Yeah, uh, she has a uh, a large flat face, um, no nose, no mouth, but very wide, expressive eyes. And uh, when she speaks, she does physically speak, mm-hmm. uh, though there is no mouth, no, no mouth movement. Um, dress and everything. I'll I'll leave up to you. Okay. Those are the salient points. <laughs> okay, we're going to go with um, a, let's see, not quite knee-wink toga-ish mm-hmm. outfit with a 
silver sash match the, the thing she's got going on there and apparently we're digging in sand to find a very disheveled pretty elf yeah so uh this this creature is uh an elemental being like you said mm-hmm. um you <clears throat> excuse me You've been chasing Galdrian since the Caldera. In fact, you you were in Hycosia, which is a city that floats over this massive continent-sized desert to the south of the mountain. And your master had just come to you at one point and said he found his son. And he was nearby. And... Almost before you could get your stuff, since you just flying away with this bolt of, of magical energy. Um, you you landed in the caldera in time to see a a group of uh, ragtag individuals, we will call them. That's generous. Uh, including a, a minotaur and a, a fox person and a couple of elves riding on... Uh, horrendous dragon monsters as they were, you know, running towards something. You, you've been chasing them since then. And uh, with, with everything that happened uh, with the red dragons, uh, you, you got close enough to Galdrian at one point that you could basically lock on to him. And with everything, the explosions, the, 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 uh, invasions of kobolds and, and resurrection of dragons. You kind of got out of there at the same time as him before everything truly went to shit. Mm-hmm. So you were able to track him down across the desert and you, you dug his sorry, <laughs> uh, sorry corpse up. Uh, not actually a corpse. Yeah, not a corpse. So you've been traveling the nearest way station to the city of Hykosia is it was weeks um there are very few creatures in this desert so for weeks and weeks and weeks probably the better part of a month you guys have been traveling and it has just been sand i I want you to think of the the largest sandiest hilliest desert that is nothing but ups and downs and sand dunes and occasionally a small oasis. Um, that's what you've been going through. Uh, this, if if it weren't for your impeccable survival abilities and some of the more supernatural things that you can do, neither of you would would make it. And that's where we'll pick up. Is uh, you guys have made it to a way station, um, which is a small but portable city. Um, semi-permanent. It could be packed up at any time. They're, they're kind of... They stay for a while based on how Hykosia orbits, mm-hmm. because it does, the, the city of Hykosia doesn't stay in place. It just flies all over the desert. Seemingly at random. Someone knows what it's doing. 
but these little way stations wait until they are out of orbit and then they pick up and move. Uh, you guys have been here for, yeah, we'll say like three days. And there's not a lot to do here. There's, there's a lot of, um, we'll say, lodging. And that you can certainly, you can rent something for Galdrian. Mm -hmm. But there is nothing your size. There's not very much entertainment. Um, these are very utilitarian camps. Mm -hmm. Which is completely and entirely different from Hykosia because Hykosia you can find anything at any time at all hours at any price at any price going um, to Vegas baby yeah uh, Galdrian you know honestly probably the roughest thing here is that there are no baths in fact that's a lie there are baths and you pay for a bath but what you get is a guy with a jar of sand who, who literally like has you strip and then pours sand over you and, and rubs you down. What? No steam tents? No. <laughs> and the door of horrors opens. <laughs> Your soap so is useless. Galdrian has probably got the thousand yard stare going on as he's like sitting on a sand dune emptying out both of his boots which is which is funny because that's honestly probably how that attendant actually cleaned your boots while while one of them was pouring sand on you one was pouring hot sand into your boots to to kill the germs and he's pouring sand out of his boots uh doesn't put the boots back on sets them down uh takes his loot off of his back turns it over Starts dumping sand out of it. And he his hair, normally he wears his hair down, but right now it is tied into a high ponytail behind his head and and he's he just looks very worn, still annoyingly pretty. And uh Yeah, a lot of the, the locals, if you know, they walk by Galdrian at some point and see him with an uncovered head they hand you this, someone will hand you like a rough woolen shawl to, to throw over your head. Yeah. Because there is absolutely no cover aside from being in a building. Yeah, and, and he'll uh, he'll put it back on, but his, his ponytail is still like sticking out from underneath it. And, uh, and he's going to look up at the sky and uh, and uh, he's going to just like not say anything for a few minutes and then say so how long has my father known that I even exist you said about a year right uh, so from what he told you he knew where Galdrian was like the second you found out so it's been a couple of weeks since that. He didn't really explain beyond yeah. that. Oh, several weeks, little young one. Several weeks. Right. Uh, I found you and he knew. 
Well, uh, you, uh, you know, uh, you didn't find any others. You didn't find perhaps uh, another elf. Uh, you know what? Minotaur. Annoying little fox. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, young one, you were my main concern. Hmm. I was tasked to find you. If the others were near, I would have brought them along. But unfortunately, it, you are my main task. Hmm. I'm gonna take a nap. Yes, yes, you do that. The heat, nap, nap when you can in this heat. And uh, we'll say Galdrian gets about three steps away when you see something, or probably Sina sees it. Uh, you've seen this before, but coming rushing over the hills miles away um, is just this gigantic shadow. That is, that is just getting closer and closer to you. And when I say gigantic, I mean it blots out all the dunes for miles in that direction. So floating city, not standstorm. Floating city. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. Um, no, there there are sandstorms, but... No, I was just making sure that wasn't what was coming. Yeah, no. Because that was my first thought. You, you turn around, sandstorm. Darut is right behind you. <laughs> God damn it. Also not a sponsor, but... You know, <laughs> if you want to be, we won't argue. Uh, yeah. So, uh, this this massive shadow just comes rushing at you, and it fills. You know, it's kind of like watching um, a tidal wave, where it, it seems small at first, but then you get a, a true grasp of its scale, and by the time the very tip of it reaches where this way station is. Um, there's probably three or 400 miles of shadow that you can see. Sorry. <laughs> um, it sounded like that. Yeah. The shadow just goes. <laughs> Imagine Galdrin finally uh, having the shade. It's like, after looking up and making sure that it's not a dragon, because he's got a little bit of uh, PTSD. Yeah, I think we all do. Takes off the shawl and shakes off his head and uh, <laughs> whip it. Uh, Keeps his hair in the ponytail though, because it's still fucking hot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of the handlers around the camp start uh, start yelling, and. There are very few other travelers aside from you. There's maybe like two other people here. Uh, at which point they start getting ready. And, uh, you know, one of the handlers comes running up to you and says, Are you ready? Are you ready? Any moment. Yes, yes. Let me gather up my charge. What? what? I'm just going to pick you up. Ah! Yes, yes. Our ride is here. This is utterly humiliating. You'll be fine. You will be utterly humiliated. Um, 
Your dignity will not suffer too greatly. I'd like to check my bags, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> as you're as you're there, the the ground starts shaking and the wind starts whipping up. Uh, sand blows everywhere, and there's shielding his eyes with the hand. You could put the shawl back on, you know. Yeah, he's gonna go and start putting the shawl back on, or just holding it in front of his face. There's just this brief instant where you feel like something is crushing down on top of you. Um, you mean besides the giant woman holding me? Gently. Uh, more along the lines of, uh, Galdrian has been in a couple of uh, situations where buildings are collapsing on him. That It's that kind of, you, you get the sense of something like massive rushing at you. And you, you're standing in, in the middle of this way station, and for a second you're there, right before it hits, and then you are standing at the exact same way station, um, except you are now in this beautiful, open, uh, verdant park that has uh, palm trees and fountains of water. Um, Almost everyone who was standing around you is there. And then after a second, you see the rest of them kind of pop in for a second. And then they're gone, leaving just you two and these other two travelers, who are a couple of halflings, who pick up their bags and just walk away like nothing's happened. I will very gently push you down. <laughs> the, the sky is... A beautiful dark azure blue uh, and completely cloudless and there is just it is like a solid 60 degrees Galdrian will slowly exhale and say, finally uh, you have to understand uh, I'm not used to that much sand oh very few are and those who do who are they love it, they live in it, and they are a very, very special breed. I'm pretty sure I've made a pearl. <laughs> but where? <laughs> when Galtrian says that, like, there's, there's a, we'll say there's a young mantis boy who's pushing two sets of brooms. The boy just stops and stares at him. <laughs> looks around, you know, compound eyes kind of go in different directions. Shakes his head, starts brushing in a different way. Galdrin will be patted on the head by one saffron hand. There, there. But welcome to Hycosia. Well, uh, can't say I was expecting this. Uh, you know, I heard stories about Hycosia, but I had never really planned to come visit. I always assumed my father was... Well, perhaps uh, from the sovereignty, or maybe even the uh, five-star authority, but never expected this. Well, but now you're here, now you can meet him, and uh, let's go. Let's, let's get you cleaned up and presentable for your father. Right, uh, suppose a proper 
non-sand bath would be nice. Yes, yes, I can order one of those for you. Don't, don't need to fuss. I'm, I'm, I'm used to roughing it. I can scrub even better. <laughs> but, but this is what I do. Yes, well, uh, you, you, I, I'm, I've been an adventurer for two lifetimes. I, I am uh, used to taking care of myself. But you have also been in the desert for many days. Uh, are you sure you're all right to walk? I am fine. I, and as Galdrian says that, he takes a couple steps and then his legs just turn into jelly and he's like, and he's, oh, uh, whew, being this high up, really, really disorienting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not just that. Um, so as, as a, as a being on a plane, you don't, uh, like as a, as a people on earth, you don't register the movement of, you know, the star that you're on hurtling through the, the cosmos on Hycosia. It is very much like being on a naval ship. Like you have a sense of acceleration. Something is always slightly off because you are moving and you can feel it. Mm. Um, one second, and I would like to make a uh, constitution check not to vomit. Sure. That is an 11. Yeah, Galdrian's like, I'm fine, and then just leans over and vomits. At which point, there looks to have been someone literally ready for this, <laughs> who comes over, pulls some dust out of his pack, sprinkles it on the ground, sweeps it up. And then hands Galdrian a drink. And Sayana was holding your hair. That's why they have a mantee there with a couple of rooms <laughs> on standby. Thank you. Uh, sorry. He, no, no, no. It's, it's normal. He uh, gives you, like, he. It, this is another mantid. He is not small like the first one. He's about your height. So he's fairly tall, taller than average. But he is very. If you didn't know better, you would say standoffish. Like, he, he does not touch you while you are doing this. He doesn't speak to you. He, he just simply cleans up the mess and hands you a water and then backs away. Galdrin uh, looks at him and says, uh, uh, Sorry, again, didn't mean to make you have to clean that up. It, uh, it chitters at you. Which, Sina, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about this for a moment. Uh-huh. Um, you are attuned to the city through your bracers. Okay. So, anytime someone speaks around you, you can understand them. Cool. If you need information about the city or you want to hail a city service, mm-hmm. you can just do so. Cool. So, this creature basically gave him a dismissive... It, it's uh, it's my life to to do this mm-hmm. as kind of a like don't worry about it mm-hmm. and then backed up just sitting there waiting. This this is his job. This happens very often. Not everyone is accustomed to what was that teleport? Um, technically, it was. Um, if you want to put a modern term to it, it was 
more akin to wormhole, the same place existing in multiple locations at the same time. We're just gonna call it teleport just to ease this this, <laughs> yeah. this guy's mind. <laughs> Because that might be a little bit much. Sina probably actually does understand the, oh, the, yeah, she, the yeah. physics of it. She understands it. It's just that this poor guy's been through so much. Let's not overburden him with oh, yeah. wonders. So yes, uh, not, not everyone reacts to the teleport well. I've teleported before. Uh, that felt very... I don't know if it's because the entire city is moving or what, but... Uh... I feel better now. Uh, thank you, uh, good sir, and Galdrin will wave to the mantid. Yeah, it, it gives you, uh, you know, it's got... It has four <laughs> fingers to give you. <laughs> it's got, you know, a, a large set of manipulators, and then it has a very small set of... The hooked hands? Yeah, like T-Rex hooked hands. Um... And it kind of gives you a very small passive wave and then goes back to its post. Sorry, I just got a Charlie horse just uh, fucking sitting here. It's not a horse, it's a mantid. <laughs> but it's, his name is Charlie. <laughs> it's like, Charlie. Yeah. We're in fantasy land. There's not enough apostrophes and hyphens in there. So uh, Galdrian will look a little puzzled and and say, well, uh, all right, I, I could use that bath, I suppose. Yes, yes, yes. want to be clean if I'm going to uh, meet my father. Well, I figured that you would rather be comfortable in mm. your own skin before we meet him. I don't know that I'm going to be comfortable at all, but thank you. I mean, you don't mind the sound? In, oh, in, no, no. in your places? No. Uh, I... I really need the bath. I just... I assumed that my father was just someone who... You know, happened to uh, have weak pull-out game. <laughs> Are you going to say that to, her, to his face? Um... Do you, do you actually say that? <laughs> no, he kind of like, he kind of like, it's like, I, I, I never expected that he even knew I existed and I, whoever he was, I did not hold that against him. I have lived my entire life and then some, uh, never expecting to meet my father and now he has found me and was looking for me and uh, I'm not certain how I feel about that yet. Yes, yes, it is a great surprise. So shall we go? Yes. Are you okay to walk or should I call a cat? I would like to see the city myself without... Extra fanfare, if possible. But are you okay to walk? I think I should be good now. I was inside of a dragon for a while, and then... Oh, oh, impressive. Inside of a weird egg thing, and then in the desert, and then... Then I found you. 
and then a floating city and yep so if you uh, if you look at where you're at because you have access to effectively a city map mm -hmm. at all times you're probably about 500 miles from his father's estate Ooh, shit <laughs> um but you are still in let's roughly divide the city into quarters mm -hmm. um Galdrian's father let's roughly divide the city into fifths Galdrian's father basically owns this three-fifths of Hycosia from the maps that you have of his estates like he has interests mm -hmm. in this side of the city so you're not in unfriendly territory mm -hmm. um, the fastest way for you to get there would be to charter a rug a flying rug I'm gonna let this poor sap walk a bit to prove to see if he can mm -hmm. and let him sightsee a bit and then we'll go charter that okay yeah galdrian will will uh just want to see a little bit and see what see a little bit of uh what it looks like here he's only heard stories he's he's dealt with the halfling merchant families before both in this life and the previous one i imagine mm-hmm and he uh, uh, he knows that they're a force to be reckoned with in Hyacosia, but he doesn't know anything else about it. Yeah, so the area you're in, um, you walk for a ways, and it is, like I said, a beautifully manicured park um, with sandstone paths that are just perfectly even and cut straight. Um, there's a lot of statues, a lot of decorative fountains with, like, hopping water uh, exhibits there's not many people walking around um, and when you get to the edge there's a, a fence like a sandstone fence with um, these beautifully ornate wrought iron um, you know spikes just sticking out of it that are covered in flowering vines but beyond that you can't really see anything until you step through the gate. So whereas the sky in this garden is, you would say like mid-afternoon, but it's um, unnaturally blue and calm, when you step outside, the sky is pitch black. Um, you can't even see the moon or the stars. What is lighting everything, however, are just hundreds of signs from buildings that go up 30, 40 stories. Um, the hell? You find yourself in this wide avenue that branches off in multiple directions uh, with these roads that are 50, 60, 70 feet wide. And there are vehicles of all kinds um, being pulled by animals. Um, they're Galdrian... We'll say of, of the core group, Galdrian has probably traveled the most. Well, maybe Iacus has traveled as much as he has. Comparatively, they have seen some shit. There are races on these streets that Galdrian has never seen before. There are, there are thousands of people walking around. Like, just pressed to each other. Um, going into buildings, uh, drinking... 
carousing in some of the streets. There is music constantly, just 50 different types of music coming from different directions. Um, a lot of the signs are for casinos and for uh, business ventures and loans and you name it. Just even in this, this immediate area that Galdrian can see, like there are entire cities worth of everything just right here. And beyond that, if you look, well, just pick a direction, you can probably see for miles that it goes the same way. Um, oh, wow. Uh, it is immediately and almost overwhelmingly deafening. This is a lot uh, more densely populated than I expected. Yes, yes. Icosia is full of surprises. About how far away are we from uh, where my father is? Quite far. I figured I'd let you walk until you got tired and then we'd hail a carpet. Also, to be fair, mm -hmm. uh, Sina, this is a tourist district. Like, this is where they expect people to come on, so <laughs> they put all the, the bright lights here. Ah, it's a tourist trap. And it's not all like this. Just, you know, right here, they, they, they gather in the tourists. All right, uh, how about we walk to somewhere where I can get a bath and... Um... Then we can take the carpet. As Galdrian says that, uh, you're pretty familiar with all instruments, right? Yeah, he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades when it comes to the instruments. Luke's his specialty, but... You hear um, this really thundering... Like, at first you think... Um, you remember when Kimmet first stepped out like the sound of his claws and feet hitting the ground, just that boom, boom. Like you think of something that big, and then it starts boom, 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 and starts picking up a beat, and then you start hearing horns. And within a minute or so, you see this vehicle that's being pulled by um, elephants, that just looks like a long trailer um, that has there is a, a halfling standing on one of the elephants facing backwards towards the trailer and he's got a baton in one hand and he's got a big hat in the other and he is leading a, a trailer full of halfling musicians who are blowing on trumpets and playing drums um, and throwing stuff out into the crowd. Did we just come into the middle of a Mardi Gras parade? Um, this is kind of... Sina has seen something like this before, and this is kind of one of those... Like, they're, th they're probably throwing out casino credits to get people into the casinos. Because, you know, the halfling merchant families will... They'll take a small loss to get a big win. Um, so yeah, it is. It is a small, the start of a small parade. Galdrian's going to listen. Well, uh, at least the music is lively. Very. Now, do you want that bath? 
Or do you want to watch the spectacle some more? How's the music? Is it... It is uh, very up-tempo and depends on what you like. So let's just use a real-world equivalent. If you're into, you know, like marching jazz, uh, then, yeah, it might do something for you. But otherwise, it's it's that kind of like pep rally style music to, to get people on their toes and get excited. And, oh, look, there's the pretty halfling girl who's throwing out uh, 10 gold coins uh, chips at a time. Out of her bra. Yeah, just like <laughs> pulling them out of her bra. Which really, really begs the question of like, how can she get both hands in there, throw them out, and then the bra still fit? <laughs> uh, I think uh, Galdrin will want to watch for this. Uh, just just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if... Sienna's going to like hover protectively behind you. Or right behind, right to your left or right. Oh, you, you uh, certainly do cast quite a shadow. Yeah. Sina, uh, there, there are quite a few of your people here. Mm-hmm. And they're either not paying attention um, or are hurrying to do specific tasks or like you are with... Mm-hmm a very specific person that they are standing in a very similar way and keeping the crowd from doing anything to them. Mm-hmm. And those people are very noticeable because you guys are nine feet tall. We're not subtle. You are not subtle. I get the one. I cannot help being what I am. Well, well I don't know, I know what you... this time. Giant woman! No, I actually uh, quite... You know, I, I've known other elementals from my travels, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, you do not need to change who you are. You, I like you as you are. Path by Snoo Snoo. <laughs> this is good because I cannot change. Well. And I like whether, you too, good one. Uh, oh, well, well, thank you. Uh, you've been a... Good traveling companion. I'm just sorry that uh, you've been sent to find me, and I'm not exactly... I wouldn't say I'm apprehensive. I would say I'm more... I'm not sure how I feel about all of this. I'm not sure... I don't even know what sort of man my father is. You haven't... I haven't asked, but you haven't told me a lot. Uh, he, he was very eager to meet you. Well, uh, points in his favor, I suppose. And, and no harm done. You could meet him, and I'm sure he he will be free to go afterwards, if mm. that's what you so choose. Right. Well, uh, and Galdrin will will look at the halfling parade. Do they even like target him at all for like throwing credits his way? Uh, they probably don't pass directly by you, and we'll say you know one of the little like street. Runners comes up to go press something into your hand, sees Sina, and is like, oh. And then gives it to somebody else and runs away. And after a few moments, it, it passes. It was not a large parade, but it does continue down one of the roads. And coincidentally, a bunch of people start taking their credits inside. <laughs> Effective marketing. Right, uh, all of those people are about to become very poor. Yes. Yes, they are. Right. Uh... Well, I suppose uh, that's uh, a honey trap in one place is a honey trap in any other. Uh, right. I really need that bath. 
and Sayana will escort him to the a very nice, reputable uh, bathhouse away from the touristy bits. Um, you'll have to go away. Like, okay. there's not one within walking distance. Okay, one within walking distance. That's the least touristy trappy. Uh, yeah, Sina takes you to... Which is why I meant by reputable. <laughs> takes you down a couple of back alleys, effectively to a... What, what the workers would use. And you get a lot of looks because, you know, you are, you are dressed, one, differently, but two, you're not, you don't have that kind of air of being defeated. You, you actually stand with your head held high. Uh, you're not, you know, just beaten down day and night by this spectacle. Um, and as soon as they see you, uh, an attendant comes out, goes to um, welcome you in, sees Sina, and then just bows his head, steps aside, and presses up against a wall. Do you get that a lot? Unfortunately, yes. But, uh... And, you know, he, he uh, doesn't say anything to you. Mm-hmm. But if anybody else sees you, you get exactly the similar behavior. And people start to scatter if you mm-hmm. go into the... They, they leave you alone. Mm-hmm. But Sayana likes people, so she, she is slightly disappointed about this reaction all the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, she will pay. <laughs> Whether or not they pick it up or not. Yeah, if you, if you go to pay them, mm-hmm. like, the, you know, tries to tell you no, and if you set it down... And walk away. <laughs> yeah, just walk away. He leaves it there. Do you want your clothes laundered, or would you like some replacements? Or temporary ones? What's the state of Galdrian's clothes right now? Um, his magical items are clean at will. Okay. Um, so the cloak his, and the... Uh, the cloak the, and the, the jacket. The jacket of... Uh, his actual clothes are probably sandblasted, burnt... Um, gooey. Gooey, like <laughs> stained. Dragon guts. Uh, All right, let's cut up. They're they're not good. He he's good. He'll say, uh, "Keep the jacket and the cloak. Uh, they're uh, basically indestructible." But uh, I suppose I should get some new clothes. Nothing too fancy. All right, I I'm not a fancy man. Uh, Liar. <laughs> yep. Yeah, um, you're you're able to go into one of the baths. Take a bath, and by the time you come out, Sina, you were able to just get clothes couriered over. Mm-hmm. And they're not as fancy as they could be, but still a little fancier than you probably wanted. There, there is um, at least a tabard and a turban. Um, there <laughs> is some basic jewelry, so. Just some like big golden and gem-studded rings that are kind of gaudy. I can't and, even play the lute with these; they get and, in the way. And a lot of silks, like not ornate silk, but it is—it's still silk. It's silk, and even weirder than that, you you know get dressed, start putting things back on. It is precisely tailored to you. I'm not even going to ask him. He's not going to wear the rings. Like, he might, he might, like, is there, like, a chain or something around his neck? 
Uh, yeah, if you want there to be a necklace, you can certainly have a necklace. If there's going to be rings, he's only going to put them on the chain, because, you know, they mess with the finger dexterity when playing the lute. Yes, when <laughs> playing the lute. Or when... Or the little man in the boat. Or when, uh, you know, when you're plucking at the G-string. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that takes probably the better part of an hour. Um, Do we need better? Uh, yes, I, I... There was sand in places where... Uh, where no woman has ever touched me. Many people say that. Uh, one of... The uh, the younger servants at this uh, at this bathhouse kind of like snickers at that, and then when he sees you, he just puts his head back down. Please, please, you don't need to you don't need to do that. You don't need to you don't need to uh, avoid eye contact with me. I'm not. I I know I have an escort, but I'm I'm just you know I'm I'm just. Passing by. It just continues to look at the, the floor. Uh, con conversely, uh, your flying carpet is ready whenever you want it. Ooh. Shall we go directly to your father's estate now? And Galdrin will look and see that everyone is still avoiding looking at him. Yes, and looking at her. And looking at the pile of money she set on the floor. <laughs> and um, whatever clothes you didn't take with you. Just one second. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this is the part where uh, we get demonetized. And this is the part where the rap breaks down. Uh, so intent, no one makes a sound. Galdrian is going to uh, retrieve his loot and uh, smile and, and uh, seeing that it, it's magical so he can kind of get the... Uh, get the last bits of sand out of it and he's going to uh, sing a jaunty little limerick too and uh, just see if he can get a reaction from these the servants alright so uh, before I get started uh, is there a city anywhere in the call or in the uh, on the continent that rhymes with Nantucket no <laughs> <laughs> that rhymes with uh Seeds. Huh. I don't think so. Okay. But there might, well, there might be something like that in the, the authority. They tend to have very um, literal and... Or maybe there are the pleads. Pleadies. Mm. I don't know. No, go ahead. The pleadies. Or the <laughs> Pilates? No. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, oh. Uh, hold on one second. There once was a halfling from Aram who had a very strange method to calm. She'd cup her hands and fondle your glands and squeeze them in her big hairy palm. 
Uh, yeah, you you probably get like some of the younger. Uh, there are a lot of young adults. Um, you know, you get some some giggles and smirks, but you know, an older person will look over and then they'll shut up. And of course, Galdrian sings that, but I'm not gonna sing for the. I'm going to spare. Oh, our listeners aren't worth singing yeah. for, huh? I'm going to spare them that travesty and. Uh, and Says the guy with perfect pitch. Yeah, well, perfect pitch doesn't mean good voice, and I will. Uh, and Galdrian will take a bow, uh, with a with a big smile, and and uh, see, they didn't like that one at the caldera. I can't imagine why. <laughs> and uh, he'll uh, he'll. Take some of his own coin, which is probably like Sun Chaser Sovereignty, mm-hmm. and uh, and add it to the pile, and give them a little salute, and turn on his heel and leave. He's in somewhat higher spirits now because Caldera people didn't really do the whole music thing. Yeah, well, not, they, not not the kind of music where that he does. They had a lot of other concerns. Um. Yeah, you guys step out, and waiting for you is a vehicle. So it's probably about a 30-foot square carpet. Um, now put a bench on it that is made of carpet, and put a like a uh, gazebo-style cover on it that is also made of carpet. Um, it is sitting there waiting for you. Um, standing atop it is a, a man who is sitting on a stool made of carpet. Is the man made of carpet? <laughs> he, he is not sure if he is made of carpet or if the carpet is made of flesh. Oh, no. oh God, no. No. Uh, body no. horror, body uh-uh. horror. Uh, no, he is That's not. That's never ma- happened in this game before. He is not made of carpet. Uh, Thank God. He is actually this very uh, smooth skinned green man. You guys have actually seen someone very similar to him. Uh, in the caldera, uh, one of the monks, brother, brother Green. Oh yes. yes. Um, so bald head, pointed ears. Um, oh, and your your old friend. Yes. Uh, the keeper of the moon. Um, for for notes on that reference, uh, <laughs> see a game that we never recorded. Um. Anyway, you you recognize him as a gith. He is a he is an astral sea people, and when he sees you, he immediately beckons over to Sina, and uh, like he has a uh, kind of like a cane, and when mm-hmm. he does, he flips it out, and another carpet like flips off and then unrolls itself to your feet. After you, young one. Right, uh, and Galdrian will. Carefully step on, expecting it to kind of give a little bit. So you step onto the carpet, and it immediately picks you up, and then just conveys you to the rug, and then rolls itself back up. Well, that just feels... luxurious. <laughs> welcome to Hycosia. Uh, the the gith turns around and says, Welcome, welcome. Uh, hands and feet, inside at all times, unless you can fly. And he kind of looks at you and says, I don't mean to judge, but I don't think you can. So hands and feet inside at all times. I used to be able to. Had wings once. 
It's a long story. Ah, I see. Well, as you don't have wings now, I have to legally inform you. Please don't. Right. Exit our here, 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 everywhere. Yeah, and he gestures to one of the one of the seats on the bench. It says, uh, have a seat. Have a seat. Uh, do you have a destination? Is does the estate have a name? The estate does not have a name, but the estate is also hundreds of buildings. Like the the actual living estate is hundreds of buildings. Because I need to name a destination here. Um, Where the fuck are we going? Uh, you can call it the uh, the lunar storm compound. To the lunar storm, please. And he ah yes, very good, very good. And then he stops and says. May I see your authorization? That is restricted airspace. I will show him my authorization. Now you just hold up one of your bracers. Yeah, that's what I figured it was. Yes. Oh, very good. And this is a. Would you like the scenic route? Or are we in a hurry? Sorry, I don't like to presume. Would you like to see more of the city, or would you like to get this over with? I'm torn. Scenic uh... route. Right. Very good. And the carpet, the edges like fold up just a little bit to make a, a lip. Carpet slowly rises and then just shoots off. I love this part. Um, there, There is no wind resistance at all. Like you feel nothing. You can tell that you're moving. Um, while you, uh, while you're soaring over the city, the strangest sensation you get, though, is passing through day and night. Different parts of the city have their own cycles. So when you start to leave the tourist area, there is no transition. You suddenly just find yourself in the day. And you are overlooking very similar structure. You know, they're all made of this, like, really polished sandstone. But it's... It's uh, daytime. There's a lot less people. Um, and this goes on for minutes. Meanwhile, standing on top of a building, there is a figure. I am the shadow. In the, moon, the moonlit night, except it's daytime. Uh, there is a figure. If you would like to describe that figure, Mike. Um, well, he is very tiny. Um, <laughs> he's probably about 11 inches tall. You're a Barbie doll. Yes, but he is impeccably well-dressed um, in a very fine suit. Um, it happens to be a dark blue suit right now. Um, and his hat is a nice little diadem, uh, a crown of sorts, and it's all blue leaves around his, um, around his, uh, head. He is very dark-skinned, um, and, you know, kind of has a little impish, uh, gleam in his little pixie eye. Yeah. So, standing on top of this Probably not the tallest building in the area, but fairly close is this tiny little pixie. 
and you see soaring off into the sky one of these uh, luxury rugs. Mm. And seated atop it are an elf and a elemental that you're familiar with. You've, yeah. se- you've seen Sina before. Yes. Um, as long as um, the flight takes to kind of get out of your eyesight, um, you're able to burn Galdrian's features into your, into your mind. You, you can recognize him on sight. And for that matter, as long as he is in this city, you know where he's at at all times. Riss kind of chuckles to himself. He's like, I was wondering when he'd show up. Dun, dun, dun. And that's where we'll, we'll leave off for this episode, I think. It might end up being a shorter episode after I cut our 20, 30 minutes of... <laughs> yeah, like Mike was giving me the look of like, how, how much time is that? And like, I was trying to, trying to signal very silently that even though we're over an hour, uh, it's not going to be... No, I'm just trying to keep us close to that. That's yeah, fine. As long, as long as I hit the like 50 to 70 minute mark, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's... What's your name? Riss. R-H-I-S. I'm playing, believe it or not, Galdrian. <gasps> Le Gasp. So, uh, I'm not going to apologize for cutting you two out. I don't care. Yeah, no. Okay, well then get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it, everyone. Yeah. Uh, get fucked. No, I, I think that's a good place to stop. Um, Anybody got anything? You know, season three, part two, sub part four. Anything you want to plug? Oh yes. Oh, oh wait, never mind. <laughs> Not, I've been waiting for weeks to use that one. That's a, that's enough that about thing. Calais. <laughs> we don't want to hear about Minotaur slash breeding habits. I do because. You know, it's going to turn out that Calais is pregnant and he's half Minotaur and half Centaur and it's just a guy. <laughs> <laughs> he got the human half from both of them. I'm a man-man. you man-horse. Horse-man-cow. Hmm. So, I guess I'll give the usual find us on the places, do the things, subscribe. We still do mouth stuff. Yeah, we'll still do mouth stuff. Find us on Linktree. I would say find us on Twitter, but yeah. I don't. As as of November twenty two, I don't know how relevant that statement's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll still stick around to roast marshmallows on it, but uh, yeah. Insert dumpster fire GIF. <laughs> oh, we inserted dumpster fire when I added you guys to the game. Hey <laughs> Oh. All right. Take one d four points of fire damage for that burn. Please apply ointment to the side of the burn. That's all I've got. Unless you guys have anything, last chance. The only yeah. thing I have is my my little nephew is the cutest wink ever. Oh. Nice. Yes, yeah, so we're recording this after Halloween, and uh, the nephew is uh, very adorable in his little Link costume. And no, we don't have lives outside of this. Ga- we don't exist outside of this game. But he's a tiny geek in training. Oh. Well, let's get him on the show. In thirteen years, we'll have him on the show. Yes, my brother can, you know, uh, weed him in with D&D, and then you can show him all the other things.
All right, now that you've learned how to play, here's how to fuck it up for your future GMs. <laughs> Let us introduce trauma. <laughs> oh, but I already have plenty of that. All right. So uh, I think that's all we got. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys next time.